and the team started signing everyone. And there I was, there I was, pretending that I knew who they were and how good they all would be. But if I'm telling the truth, I didn't have a clue. Deco Canon was from a random dude that I'd pass at the cold rain Walmart. They're all champions We get a shield the lenders will use as a platter on Thanksgiving When the season started We were decent at the best With an offense that didn't match the checks No sir And we called for changes Hey, change this some small and some extreme But little happened Except they freed Nas me And I gotta admit He was just okay It was Corbin Bone proving he was great Formation talk makes me want to die But when I watched the game Something wasn't right Wasn't right Now they're all Champions In a way grasp but they're still champions the first since 1990 cause the cyclones aren't on my radar my radar something happened what we couldn't lose a game we were saved by individual play that Ledesma Emmanuel, he could score from anywhere Or place the ball directly on your head So while some games were bad or hard to watch We were just too good, which was good for Koch And while I wanted perfect like Oprah's teeth We were still the tops in the lower league Lower league Now our town, our champions Of the regular season Started. Tell your kids they're champions. They could use some good news. The country's falling apart. We're gonna die. We got the bid. Hey, we got it, guys. We did it. We made the MLS and we signed some MLS-worthy players. Send to it and we won. Can't stop. We won every stupid game And I realized Koch deserved to stay Why not? But if I didn't Who gives a rip? Just a podcast who is talking shit Are you a thin-skinned baby playing cool? So a person calls you despicable Are you? Champions Of the regular season They're all champions We get a shield the lenders will use as a platter on Thanksgiving
What's up, world? It's your boy Sway from MTV News, and we are back. Episode 31 of Knifey Lion Radio. Mm, we are the gift. Hope you enjoyed KLR, the championship anthem. It's the song uh, Nick and Zach, you might not realize, that I opened the show with. It's an original tune, much like the KLR anthem, but a, a keen ear will notice the verse melody is basically ripped off of We Are the World. But that's neither here nor there. My name is Jonah. I'm informing you that the lunge for 400 is dead. Shout out to Cincy Superfan for helping us get over the hump. I can't lie. The first 400 will always be the most special. And when we cross 500 six years from now, I'll remember these times. Joining me on this weekly journey of joy is the bin drawer hints of flavor, Zach. <laughs> Hi. Uh, congrats to Cincy Superfan as well. Truly touching. Also joining us, yes, folks, a special occasion, not just that he's here, it's also his birthday. It's Nick from soccer. Hey, what's up? Sorry. Nick's <laughs> wife was calling herself Emily from soccer for years before Nick ever proposed. That was kind of bullshit, too. <laughs> so, so now she's Miss Nick from soccer. Uh, but today, it is our honor, privilege, and duty to talk about Wednesday's 4-1 of the Richmond Kickers. We'll also talk about clinching the regular season title before we discuss Saturday's 3-0 beatdown of Brad Rusin's babies. I mean, we'll pick a... We'll also choose our FCC Man. of the week. And as has become the norm, we will throw everything else into this week's edition of... Potpourri. Mm, and maybe another quick musical moment. That's all I have to say about that. Uh, but first, after seeing his ankle turn into... Turn into dust like Tommy Heineman. I am uh, sad to welcome, but I will welcome with open arms, Tyler Eifert into the John Hart Cave, Cave of, Wonders. of Wonders. Ouchie, ouchie, ouchie. And this week, as in every week, we are sponsored by Speedway. Speedway. Don't have anything written down, but you know what, Speedway? You're in my heart, always thinking about you. Every waking free second I have, I'm thinking about a Speedway speedy freeze. And uh, the only thing you guys are lacking, honestly, is a drive-through for speedy freezes. Because when I'm driving my kid around to put him to sleep, it'd be nice if I could just pull through and get a speedy freeze. Because I can't leave him in the car that often. Zach, uh, any Speedway speedy freeze stories before we roll along here? No, I I mean, I never get a speedy freeze. So, <laughs> But you like knowing they're there. Yeah, I mean, they're good, but it's been about three years. Nick, I know you're into making uh, vegan speedy freezes. What are those like? <laughs> That's correct. Yeah, no, I uh, actually don't do Speedway too much. I only try to get out of my way to go to Tesco. I'll leave that in so people know this guy is a psychopath. But yeah, if you're not putting milk in your speedy freezes, you are missing out. Mmm, that shit is gross. But first, it's time for a Wednesday recap. recap. We faced the Richmond Kickers in their beautiful, beautiful stadium. It was a rainy, wet night. Game started on time. Starting lineup, uh, we call this Zach's favorite segment. People you've heard of. <laughs> Players you're familiar with. Evan Newton back there in goal. Uh, and Welshman with a start. But yeah, uh, let's go down the scoring. I honestly don't remember any of this game besides our goals. Nazmi scored in the 16th minute. Richmond pulled one back. <sighs> was looking dicey. Then it was 1-1, if I'm doing my math correctly. Emmanuel Ledesma in the 40th minute with his, we'll call it, second Olympico of the season. And Ledesma gets another one in the 44th minute. Welshman gets a goal in the 63rd. A 4-1 beatdown. Zach, I'll go to you first since I was watching without the sound on. I was half paying attention. How do we look out there? 
We looked fine. It was kind of a snoozer. Again, I did not watch with Jonah. He watched with his pride brothers <laughs> without inviting me yet again. A little odd. Um, yeah, I think once we scored, we kind of turned it on a little bit more. Yeah, another snoozer minus the goals. <laughs> Classic 4-1 snoozer. Uh, <laughs> Nick, do you uh, have any memories of that game or has it washed away with the rain? <laughs> yeah, Richmond was like not a good team at all. So that was kind of what... Zach was saying a second ago, it was kind of falling into that category of uh, not really keeping my attention. But I don't know, man. I liked Walshman. I think he, um, once again, uh, what would you guys have reiterated on the pod is, uh, you know, he's he makes things he makes things happen, and uh, you know, he did score a goal at the end from a terrible pass that some guy in Richmond made right to Welshman. But yes, um, other but other than that, I mean, it's kind of like the common uh, occurrence with him is he if he's not scoring he, when he's in, he's creating havoc because he's a strong guy and he's also uh, you know finding ways to hook up with someone else to score a goal. So yeah, it's that was a great thing that I took away from the game, other than. Ledesma's all-star showing. <clears throat> yeah, I should mention there was an hour and 10-minute lightning delay in the middle of the game. Um, I should mention, so I watched the game at second place on north side. It's fine. However, they didn't have patience for the uh, lightning delay. Never put the game back on. <laughs> you, I mean, so did I anybody ask? Because <laughs> um, that would be extra weird. <laughs> They're just like, no. Not at this soccer bar, buddy. Uh, I left. <laughs> As opposed to just having the horrible task of speaking to a, a human. Yeah, that's not my job. That's theirs. Uh, you told me Delbridge's dad was there, though. Yes, Delbridge's dad was there. There's a man. <laughs> He's a real man, but the season one, there was a guy with... A haircut looked like an Australian middle-aged guy would have, and he had a bandana around his neck. And I was convinced it was Delbridge's dad here to uh, watch his son play, and he would come watch in the Bailey. And I was like, oh, good for that. Turns out it was not Delbridge's dad. (laughs) It is someone's dad, but uh, he was just a guy who looked like he could be Australian. And he's you've probably seen him in a million pictures in the front row. So that narrows it down for you. He's a man. <laughs> no, looks like he could be Australian. <laughs> possibly Delbridge's dad. <laughs> Probably a lot of the listeners do know him. I think his daughter Carissa is also in the Bailey. Um, she's a straight edger. So it's not Delbridge's dad, but we're going to go on calling him Delbridge's dad. <laughs> you got a nickname that good? Why switch it up? Um, another fun fact about the Richmond Kickers. I have heard that it was used as a filming location for the Showtime series Homeland when they needed a third world country soccer stadium that looked decrepit. They looked no further than the <laughs> Richmond Kickers. <laughs> um, comments story. on the game. I All was right, sick, the game. <laughs> uh, these fucking idiots. Why do they let Ledesma line up a shot like that? I don't understand. I just It was don't. a classic Ledesma, wasn't it, from what, yeah. I re- what I remember? I mean, it's like he's got a free kick from there. And teams yeah. keep doing it. I don't know if they just are not used to people being as fucking radical <laughs> as Ledesma, but you knew he was going to shoot from there, and you knew he was going to score, but whatever. I guess they don't care. The big takeaway of the game is uh, we won the regular season. The crown was ours, and uh, I'll tell you what, they celebrated really hard uh nick i'll I'll ask you first were you surprised at the level of celebration for the usl regular season title did it seem uh appropriate 
<laughs> I don't think it was inappropriate, but it seemed excessive to me. It seemed a little orchestr. It seemed a little orchestrated. If you watch Jimmy McLaughlin, like literally, he looks like the, like he's the happiest person on planet Earth. <laughs> There's no way that that winning a silver plate in Richmond should induce that type of like joy. It might have been his first drink. Also, <laughs> just had his 21st birthday. Zach, what do you think? If you, of, oh, if go ahead, you do, oh no, sorry. If you do watch it, you you do see him take a giant swig, and I'm like. I was pretty convinced that might have been his first drink of alcohol this whole year. Yeah. Hit him, hit him hard. Oh hit man, him fast. He sounds like a real bitch. <laughs> this guy can't drink this at all. This guy can't drink. That being said, I've never touched alcohol in my life. But uh, yeah, it does feel odd. I mean, I would like this to be the end of it. You know, I think most people who actually follow the sport pretty hard could take it or leave it with the playoffs, um, and then we could celebrate this pretty hard. But if you still have the playoffs, this one's a little. I don't know, man. It made me question myself. I'm like, maybe I'm not giving enough. Yeah, uh, should I be <laughs> celebrating this more? I don't know. It could have been pretty it, exciting at home, I guess. But if we don't win it, this is going to feel meaningless, right? Yeah, but then at least they got to get loose about something. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, it's great. I'm not shitting on it. It's great, but I don't know. I was kind of surprised at the level of celebration. I actually, just before we started, was Googling to see if teams in the past have actually celebrated the regular season. And you found that? They did. I don't know if it's to this level, but they might also not have the money to yeah, shell out. Yeah, they our champagne budget. <laughs> yeah, and I noticed there was some concern about us trashing uh, the Richmond locker room, even though, um, true story, parts of the stadium have been condemned and are not allowed to be sat in. But yes, they did trash it. But they showed some pictures. They cleaned it up real nice afterwards. So uh, worry not, people. I, think, uh, I don't know if they had a they had Detroit, carpet cleaner. Detroit but, uh, City fans came in and cleaned up after. <laughs> They're just so great. <laughs> yeah moving right along so that was that game big celebration they don't uh, really go to speedway they all run their cars on vegetable oil. <laughs> uh no they have those bicycles that are 30 feet in the air yes they do probably ride tall bikes nick almost got himself beat up laughing at a person on a tall bike outside of molly malone's uh, what few, was it? a few years ago i think he got spit on me <laughs> feel free to it share was, it was it wasn't me it was the guy i was with yeah that that is all true and they can see everything from up there uh that was that game we moved right along to this saturday zach cleaned up the ginger ale he poured on his head that night on wednesday and he was ready to go uh eventually we faced the indy 11 our quick and disposable rivals it was a hell of a year, boys. Hell of a year. And uh, the starting lineup, this one was a kooky one. Something you might expect after uh, we clinched everything. But uh, some notable ones I wrote down. Ciceroni out there. Adi and Koenig together. Danny Koenig. Danny Koenig. Up top. Jimmy Pacanate returns to the starting lineup. Matt Boehner. And most importantly, the MLS man himself, Sim DeWitt. Nick, were your juices freaking flying everywhere when you saw that starting lineup? Tyler Gibson start as well. Tyler Gibson, that was a notable one. Yeah, I was actually pretty happy to see Tyler Gibson play. I, From what I've seen of him, which is very little, it's always been impressive, I think. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, no. You all no sound one... thrilled about the starting lineup. <laughs> no, I mean, what was wrong, bro? Well, let's, uh, just give me a second. I'm playing, man. Jeez. What the no, fuck, like, Nick? I mean... I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how you guys saw it, but going into it, I kind of felt like they weren't going to like sit back on their heels or anything, but it just, there wasn't that excitement there for it, I guess. Does that make sense? You mean before the game, like just the game itself? Yeah. I mean, like, I just feel like it was giving some guys maybe an opportunity to play a little bit. It just, well, I hear this Adi guy's been hustling a lot in practice, so it's nice they gave him a shot. 
Well, he's going to practice, so that's good because he <laughs> didn't do it last night. No, Did he has. He had. Goal, he had. Man. Watch. Watch the game. He has. Dude, he just has a game full of just horrible touches. His first touch <laughs> was not on last night, and he was like kind of lethargic, like moving to some some of the uh, like the balls or whatever, but. But granted, he, he had a great goal, and uh, he did a couple things. You're stepping on Zach's, Zach's Over, corner. Overly, <laughs> overly frustrated with him, I think, last night. I'm sure it was the turf, but uh, <laughs> anytime a ball came to his feet, Nick is 100% right. He can't kill it dead. It pops in the air with a ton of backspin on it, and then it's up for grabs. Um, he was able to get on a few times, but yeah, his first touch was really atrocious, which I don't think has been the norm for him this season. No, I mean, it's but, the same uh, guy in the last home game who f- definitely flicked that ball over that dude's Yeah, that's head. fine, but his first touch was garbage last night. He did score a great goal, and uh, the build-up to that goal was fucking fantastic. But yeah, Nick's right. I thought it was cool. I mean, cool and odd to just randomly have two strikers this game. But yeah, I mean, it was a throwaway, so it didn't really matter. But if you couldn't tell, we did win the game. Three to nothing. And uh, <laughs> Indy 11 fans could not believe that fans were leaving with 10 minutes on the clock. A meaningless game up three to nothing. We just don't care about our team. Yeah, I mean, if I drove an hour and a half, I'd probably stayed. I left at the 91st minute. I have children. They need to be put to sleep. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mine was asleep on my lap the entire second half of the game. <laughs> but you did not show up on time no did you that's a whole i don't really want to get into that this isn't <laughs> this Cincinnati isn't Cincinnati baby talk, talk. Yeah. loser um <laughs> but yeah some other stuff uh pakanate i'm kind of I'm a little back and forth on him he looked okay and then other times he looked like someone who hadn't played in about a month which was true but uh overall i was happy with most people i wish russ had gotten a little more he almost had a goal uh, but i wish he had gotten a little more action uh jimmy was getting a lot of the action that you'd expect if he wasn't in the game would have gone towards Russ down the wing. But I was still happy to see him out there. Yeah, he didn't really produce much. And then then he whipped that cross in for the own goal. So it was all worth it. His, uh, his <laughs> It was dead, a great cross. His dead balls were pretty bad. What else went, happened in that game? I'll tell you. Um, Jimmy put two wide, both like in-swing curlers with his right foot. Both I thought were going in, especially in the first half. Yeah, one hit off the outside of the side of the goal, and I thought that thing I was already celebrating. That looked yeah, it looked like I mean, a goal. It looked perfect, and then he had another one in the second half. I think he blasted it with his left foot, and the keeper made a save. These past two or three outings for Jimmy, I think, have been a lot better for me, and uh, he was kind of unlucky not to score last night. Nick, any big exciting moments that stick out to you? Um, you know, nothing really. It, it was it was kind of a weird game for me because I thought Indy played a pretty good game, and um. They were kind of able to keep us um, a little occupied in the midfield and, and back on our defense. Granted, I mean, we were putting stuff together. But, again, it was just one of those games that felt like we had the confidence. Like, we, we went out there knowing that we were going to win this game or take this game is how I perceive the FCC players. So I was going to say last night, um, I think it was Sam DeWitt. That was a clear handball in the box by him. Was it him or Boehner? I thought Boehner got it. I don't know. It was all kind of cluttered in there, but it definitely hit someone's hand. It was slightly outstretched if they call that it's a whole different game i thought Boehner had a good game though there were a couple times down the wing where i thought well here goes russ it was Boehner <laughs> threw me off the scent so if i confuse you for cicerone you know you're doing something special sem do oh go ahead please no. yeah no i thought uh me and Zach were talking about blake smith looks like he was having a little bit of trouble in that corner um there towards the end of the game he looked like he started feeling a little bit more comfortable 
But, uh, yeah, he was getting tore up for a little bit. That was kind of disconcerting every time they got the ball on that side. He had one moment where he got uh, pretty physical with Jack McKiernan in their knee, and we'll touch on him later in Deco Smash. But that was good to see old Blake uh, trying to give it to him, too, much like everybody else. Um, Sam DeWitt, besides, he might have been the handball culprit, but I didn't notice anything bad from him, so I would say... You know, if I don't notice you playing um, center back, then I'm going to assume you had a pretty decent game. Yeah, I I thought he did pretty good. He also had a few cheap shots in there, which I really appreciated. Um, <laughs> he doesn't, he doesn't, uh, his head balls aren't as uh, crisp and clear as Deckel or uh, Lasso, which you'd expect. His mostly went straight up in the air, but uh, yeah, he, he didn't, still got some. He didn't win many. Games, no. But uh, yeah, I thought he, he had a pretty good game. Everybody did. No one really sucked. I mean, Pa came off really early. I don't know if that was tactical or if he was playing poorly or if he's not fit or what. I thought even if he was playing terrible, which I didn't think he was, that was kind of weird. So I don't know if it's just because he hadn't really played that much in a while, but it did... I did think that was a little strange. Uh, the Danny Koenig goal, that was hilarious. Uh, just watching that goalie whiff on that kick, that'd be a great gift for me to watch over oh. and over again. Yeah, he's garbage. He was garbage <laughs> on that. Uh, if you watch that Adi goal, I mean, that was... Pretty much straight down the middle. I thought that might have been deflected. I don't know. That I haven't gotten been, a great view. That but, should have been saved. That goal no, was, it it, it was deflected. It, it was deflected, but it still went right right yeah. down the middle of the goal. So he should have had that. That's why we're just buying our titles with our <laughs> fucking. And then, and then he cut loose on his back line. I'm like you, little prick. <laughs> But uh, yeah, so that was the game in a nutshell. I think we pretty much touched on every single thing that happened. I got um, one other thing. Please do. Um, I think it was at halftime. Don't. I mean, I'm not trying to be negative. Such a positive, <laughs> positive night. But uh, I wish we could not have Jeff Birding little video clips at halftime. Him wearing a suit, sitting at his desk. I thought that was pretty funny. Was that his desk? I expect him to have a better desk than that. I'm sure they stuck him at someone else's desk because he probably has like a huge throne. fucking throne. Um, but. Uh, yeah, I think it's a bad look. And, like, I just hated it. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. Like, let Koch do it. Ask people to come to, out to the games or something like that. Uh, I will say at halftime I missed it. I was I received a gracious gift from our uh, dear friends on the FCC Discord. They're hilarious. Uh, meme-filled scarf. So shout out to them. Shout out to Moomba as the man who made the transfer nick and i have no clue what you're talking about <laughs> talking in code folks must um, be a pride thing <laughs> it's not it's a klr thing bro but um after the game there was the celebration where uh they pretended to get us excited as they were in richmond again and the most exciting part for me watching it back was jeff burden coming out and getting real hot on the mic real real hot and if you haven't watched his impassioned uh howard dean-esque speech uh give it a give it a watch and but in honor of that i took some of the sounds uh not some of the sounds but from his speech oh, oh bangles almost with a pick god damn it and uh i turned into a little bit of a um a trap song for you rap fans so uh we'll play that right now while it's apropos so give it a listen
that sounded great. Yeah, chill out. What do you think, yeah. Nick? That went pretty hard, Man. huh? Dude, I'm like, I'm really happy that we're winners now. <laughs> we're win- it sounded so desperate. <laughs> we're win- just waiting for the tears to start. We're winners, goddammit. It's still real to me. I uh, mean, if I'm <laughs> if I'm in town from Indy and I'm watching that, I'm looking at my friends like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you're a, a, a like a rival USL team right now and you're not turning that into a meme that's mocking us, then you're not doing your job. That is <laughs> fucking free material. It's basically like when Drake made the hotline bling video and was like, here, just meme this whole thing. <laughs> Jeff was like, I'm going to give you some audio clips, buddy. The whole thing's felt like a psyops. Like he's like trying to convince the city that we're winners. <laughs> you know, after we have this horrendous USL run, that he's gonna like go back to that. Like, no, no, remember we're winners. You know, the regular season. Like, you're gone, Jeff. <laughs> he's on a short leash. If we don't win the title, he's out of here. Well, that'd be fucking hilarious. <laughs> Can you imagine if. <laughs> Carl Leonard just fired Jeff if we didn't win the USL title. I'd be fucking rolling. Uh, sorry, get a little distracted. Uh, but for this week, as we seek out a uh, very important edition of Deckle Smash, um, I noticed, I hope you guys noticed, that uh, my man Deckle had an eye out for Jack McKiernan Ernie right from the jump. And I'm hoping, because like we said, an elephant never forgets, neither does Deckle. That, uh, you know, he remembers that Jack McKierney was the one who gave our boy Kenny Walker a concussion in our first game against Indy. And, uh, yeah, he was giving him and anyone else in his vicinity the business. Uh, Zach, did you did you notice anything out there besides what yeah, I said? Yeah, well, Trump this week said it for the first time. He is in favor of a two-state solution. I think that was ringing in Deckel's ear all <laughs> night so long. going with this? <laughs> Uh, yeah, Nick, we know your thoughts about uh, Israel and Palestine, but can we just focus on the Deckel Smash for a moment? Yeah, no problem. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> do, do you have any Deckel no. Smash examples besides no, Deckel no, himself? No, no, um, no, no. That, I, I, I don't think you can. I don't think anything wins out ever Deckel smashing Jack McCurney. I think you have to just make that the highlight for sure. That's yeah, pretty appropriate. He also had in like the first five minutes of the game an el- a high elbow against that. Uh, Indy's equivalent of Tucker Hume. And uh, the guy kind of looked at the ref like, what's going on? I said, to be like, it's Deckel, bro. Have you not done your homework? This is what he does. Deckel's going on. Yeah. It was, I think within the first 10 minutes of the game, the ref had a talking to with Deckel because he was obviously a man on the mission. Anything against Jack McKiernan gets this week's. As far as uh, this week's FCC of the week, if we want to include Wednesday... Ledesma would be a nice, obvious choice. If we want to include Saturday, you know, Jimmy had a good game. Uh, Evan Newton, I forgot about him. Evan Newton made some big saves. We didn't talk about him in the recap at all. He did. He did Wednesday as well. You never know who's going to be out there, but you know one thing. (laughs) They're going to be playing great. Uh, Nick, if you had to pick an FCC Man of the Week, you can go off Wednesday, you can go off Saturday, you can go off a combined. I mean, I like, I hate to be the guy. It's like I, I feel guilty whenever I got to bring like Ledesma up for this because it's like, you know, it's almost obvious sometimes and you try to show recognition to other people. But with him breaking the USL record with assists and having 15 goals, he's 15 or 16. How much How much does he have? <sighs> At least after the two more. I don't know. Uh, I mean, I have the stats right in front of me like I always do, but I'm having trouble reading it. My eyes have gone blurry, but uh, <laughs> I'll get back to you at the end. But yeah, either way, go ahead. Yeah, no, I, I think 
I think I got to give it to Ledesma just because of like a, a milestone in the league. Um, other than him, it's kind of scattered. I mean, it wasn't anyone else that really stood out. I thought we had a pretty good showing from almost everybody in these last two games. So, yeah, I'm going to go with Ledesma. Zach? Yeah, got to. <laughs> give it to Ledesma as well with uh, Evan Newton close behind. Um, I'll give it to Evan Newton. Let's give it to Evan Newton then. <laughs> Fuck you, Nick. <laughs> he's newly married. He needs. Uh, he's got a clean, uh, buzzed head. He needs that gift card. You hear uh, that, Ledesma? Newton's newly married. That's why he wins. <laughs> Not because he played great. I just like imagine Ledesma actually listening and being like, "This is upsetting." <laughs> he does retweet anything that compliments him, though. So he, <laughs> he was like, "I was counting on that fifty-dollar gift card." To buy another tennis bracelet for my child. Uh, but no, mostly as an FU to Nick, Evan Newton, you are officially this week's FCC Man of the Week. And uh, I don't know how much you spent on your cubic zirconia for your fiance slash wife. I don't know why I said slash because it's definitely your wife. It happens so fast. One second they're engaged, the next they're married. Um, but if you want to get her a nice ring that's you know, upwards of forty nine ninety nine, well, you know the place to do it, and that's James the Jeweler. So enjoy that, Zach. You breathed. Yeah. Well, Ledesma's family sits. There's one row between us and them. They're directly in front of me and Nick, and uh, one of his kids is wearing a Juventus Ronaldo jersey, and mm. I was like, Nick, don't say anything, man. <laughs> <laughs> but he did. He was like, Excuse me. Excuse me. <laughs> Young man, are you? Would you like to associate with a possible rapist? <laughs> like, it was just really awkward. Like, what are your views on the two-state solution? <laughs> so Nick pulls the article up on his phone. No, actually, um, Nick's that guy. He brought his iPad. He was the guy t- <laughs> taking pictures with his iPad at the game. It was painful. Nick, how do you talk to a kid about something like that? Or, or I should say, what did you say? It's very difficult every time I try it, to be honest with you. <laughs> Strangers at your child's school. Uh... It's always like the, the people sitting people sitting around the kid always giving, these we- giving me these weird looks, you know? it's I don't know. <laughs> he said, you're the one putting the jersey on. Folks. 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 Uh, oh, oh. Block field goal. Go. Go. Oh, should have taken it to the house. What's the score? Yeah, I would have. 33-31. The Falcons are winning flag anyways uh for this week's uh special edition of potpourri uh the only thing special about it is uh it's episode 31 so you know it's gonna be special last week i released a groundbreaking diss track kill shot klr kill shot and um wow it really took over the culture in the past week uh only one so far has actually responded and that's uh the old man ultras they had a lot to say most of it complimentary um nick you got your ear to the streets did you hear anything out there uh i was um like for the first time like really reconsidering my role in this podcast because i thought it was gonna get ugly man (laughs) uh also several people and usually i'm exaggerating but actually several people asked who the klr anthem what song i was parodying folks if you haven't learned by now we are musically accomplished Bad Boy was 100% original. So, uh, yeah, stop giving credit to a, an 80s act that doesn't exist. It was all me! Um, but, yeah, some other big news in potpourri. 
this was almost worth an FCC player that's just like us all by itself. Corbin Bone got himself a face tattoo. It's a small heart on his temple. Nick, thoughts about Corbin Bone's face <laughs> tattoo? very mumble rapper isn't it i mean he already has like the hair of a mumble rapper which basically means do not care what you do with your hair just fucking now what, take it now what was it what would what did he actually get uh, a little heart a heart okay you said that didn't you yeah given to him by his wife so yeah good on him i guess like i hope nothing, this is the first and last nothing says nothing says forever like a heart tattoo in the face it doesn't <laughs> zach did you have any thoughts i had a question that i posed to some people um, I was wondering how alternative Corbin Bone is and if his wife is pushing him to be a more alternative Corbin Bone or their perfect compliments. Either way, I'm a fan. I just want to know, is he, is, is she making him more alt? I think she is more alt than he is. Is he playing catch-up? He's playing catch-up. That is my assertion. Mm. Yeah, I mean, he's from Texas, right? But is it, isn't it Austin? Yeah, but is it Austin? It's an island, uh, Nick. My my impression is that he's pretty pro jam, but she's like pushing him towards the sound garden. <laughs> that is <laughs> I was no. waiting for you to drop some like super indie act no, on that it. is not a good analogy, but <laughs> Okay, maybe more like he's super pro jam, but she's she's pushing him more to meet puppets. <laughs> wow. Either way. Um, what else? Nick, you noticed something special from our dear friend Tucker Hume. If people mm-hmm. have missed it, you want to point them in the right direction? So, yeah, it was all over Twitter. Um, seven foot five Tucker Hume <laughs> running down the field. One of his shitty teammates makes a shitty play into the box, and it uh, gets deflected. So Bird Boy's right there, hits the ball, places it in a corner. Must say, it was, a, it was a good touch. But he's running, and he tries to do this, like, the soccer slot into the corner. And promptly upon hitting the ground, crushes his knee on some type of boulder that's protruding from the field and this imaginary boulder falls face first and then he's getting as he's getting up to like get hugs from his teammates you can see him like obviously rubbing his knee like thinking i shouldn't have fucking did that <laughs> it's better without the visual <laughs> fuck you <laughs> it's not your fault um i'm about to reread my um five minute dissertation on the the kiss between Danny Koenig <laughs> and the Brazilian guy from last week. Jonah, so, have you up. looked into the Danny Koenig Danish interview? Is he gone? No, but I thought my big takeaway, yeah, from what I, it's something about him going back to Denmark. Maybe I should, uh, if we were a real podcast, I'd probably have hit the old Google Translate on that. But uh, I have no clue. I wouldn't imagine he'd be on the team next year, but I thought <laughs> I had heard that he's going back to Denmark. I mean, I'll tell you what. There was a play last night, and I know I sometimes I'd be like, oh, man, he's just all hustle and doesn't fucking whatever, but that's not true. Anyway, there was a play last night. Late in the game, he tracked all the way back down into the corner to make a tackle and get the ball back, and uh, Alan Koch was, like, screaming, cheering for him. I was like, man, he just secured his spot. <laughs> like, for real, though. Like, that was it. Like, you can tell, I mean, Koch wants, like, just the hard workers. He seems to care a little less about skill. So if he's not going back to Denmark, I think, Koch wants him. Should I hit people with a surprise FCC inside source? Yeah. It's time for a very brief, very real FCC inside source. Folks, got a birdie. 
<laughs> whispering my in my ear. Don't be surprised, folks, if we see. I mean, I'm not, you know, I'm not breaking any crazy new ground, probably for what people are assuming. But don't be surprised if we see Jimmy Mack and Corbin Bone next year on the MLS squad. Some of you be like, really, Jimmy? But we know he is the mascot of this team, and uh, I think Corbin Bone has earned his spot. I also think if Corbin Bone wasn't coming with us, I think he might call it a day. Because I feel like he's a Cincinnatian now, and I don't think he'd want to move. Yeah, He's been fully corrupted by Northside. So, Zach, if that proves to be true, Jimmy and Corbin, you got any opinions on it? I'm not anti-Jimmy coming. I'm only going to have like a strong opinion once I see who doesn't come. Yes. And then I like compare the two you know what i'm saying um so i'm not a hater i'm not a jimmy hater for real i just yeah cicerone played the whole game last night and really didn't do much so that kind of sucks for my argument but <laughs> i always have preferred him getting more playing time but he's also got a little more upside left but uh yeah i mean yeah jimmy had a good game last night what do you think nick corbin and jimmy is that okay with you i mean i think absolutely for corbin i mean if, if anybody's proved it this year um absolutely he he's one of them um yeah that's kind of uh that that gave me the feel goods in my stomach when i heard that and then uh jimmy you know (laughs) 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 talking about penises um no go ahead sorry (laughs) happy birthday you done the floor is yours my friend (laughs) no no yeah so jimmy like i don't know i I don't hate the guy either but I, i just there's still a part of me that is not sure if he can perform day in day out in the mls i just don't know if he's at that caliber yeah he had two assists last night i don't know some some of his plays last night some of his passes last night were not aware it needs to be but yeah good for him i mean he's if if that's true then then great you know we'll see we'll see how he compares and how he does there's no if this is a real (laughs) if he's bottom of the roster on the mls and you know just gets thrown out every once in a while you know no harm, no foul. They're not going to play him just for the cheers next year. There's too much, too much at stake. But uh, yeah, he kind of had a swag last night, and he he's been drinking as if someone who knows he's going up <laughs> to the MLS team, celebrating so hard. We just keep plugging along. Uh, I feel like the next couple weeks might be rough on the podcast as we dissect these games of minimal to zero importance. Zero importance. They're away. I guess I'll watch. <laughs> I, you know i'd like to see we'll make uh, some more songs We're i'd like to see a back line now. of best friends with let's play three at the back <laughs> sem dewitt patty barrett pakanate yeah i mean just try it well, you might see it at some point yeah let's get crazy how about this might be a bridge too far but maybe mark village <laughs> yeah maybe mark village let's see unless a, they're still trying to decide like for the playoffs like hmm first game who am i going with the married man or the engaged man? Let's see. Who'd you who would you pick, Nick? You've got one game to win. I'd like four up top. Oh, sorry, Zach. Amiobi. <laughs> After Zach Fleshman, Koenig, and Adi. And then however much that is in the middle. Ciceroni, Tyler Gibson, Nazmi. <laughs> People at home were on pins and needles to you drop <laughs> in the end. Uh, while we're uh what is she uh, wearing? Boring the masses. Um she looks like she's about to sing Lady Marmalade. Um, Nick, you got one game to win, bro. Yeah. Or one game to not lose if you want to look at it. Okay. You got Evan Newton and Spencer Ritchie. They're staring you in the face at the exact same time. They say, what's it going to be, coach? Are, are you talking for Who are you going to pick, year? Nick? Who's for starting that year? game for you? Okay. We're talking about next year. We're talking about these We're talking year. about this year, baby. 
Let's talk about oh, playoffs. Say it's playoffs. Playoff round, game round one. one. Okay, well, well, the next two games they should they should rest both keepers, I think, and put Village in. Stop stalling. You have right, to pick. Right. <laughs> Everything's you know, riding on this choice. I feel pretty good about Newton. Um, last couple games, he's getting down. No, Spencer Ritchie's come a long way. I think he's he was definitely you know our top keeper for for a period there but i go with newton i think he's he's got quicker reflexes he does feel slightly like the safer choice and uh if it hadn't been for these last two games i might have i don't know maybe my mind would have been different but seeing him get down low real fast making some crucial sorry crucial saves there's really no wrong answer whoever i saw play last i'm usually like oh man they should be number one so I don't fucking know. Let's go with... I'm going to go with Spencer Ritchie. Also, why is Pat Brennan sucking off this Indy 11 support so much? He just, like, <laughs> retweeted his post about... He made a post about them traveling last night, and then he just retweeted it again. Like, but didn't this add a lot last night? Like, <laughs> I'm glad we didn't make it through a potpourri. Without our Brennan dig. I didn't see that, but uh, I'm going to pick... <laughs> You guys thought I was going to pick Spencer Ritchie. I'm going to pick Evan Newton, too. But also, Indy, this game matters to them, okay? They better travel well. They're an hour and a half away. And did you see us in Indy? We packed that place in, man. We would have needed another two sections at Nippert. So, Nick, I guess um, if there's nothing else, do you have some important final thoughts of the week? Oh, you know I always got important final thoughts. <laughs> I'm ready. Uh, no, but what you're saying about the, the traveling support, um, yeah, no, I was like uh, looking at the, the, the support section and it, it was kind of nice. Like it's like... Uh, it's I been a while. Really, yeah, yeah. I haven't seen another team really pack it in. Um, the roadies didn't with their yeah, stupid they name. Sure, they, they certainly did. So, so that was one of the times I think last night where I was like, yeah, man, I, w- I wish like we would have a team like Indianapolis you know, really close to us in, in the MLS. I mean, I, I got, we got Columbus, but I don't know. I, I felt like for the first time that was one rivalry that I, um, will miss. So, uh, yeah, no, uh, but whatever, you know, we're going on to bigger, better things. So, all right. So Nick is a USL truther. <laughs> yeah. Louisville doesn't travel. Nashville doesn't travel. I guess Indy does, but I don't really give a shit. Ah! <laughs> My final thoughts of the week. Good games. We literally can't stop winning. How many in a row has it been? Ten straight wins. But listen to us. I'll tell you what. The glass is always half empty over here. <laughs> and if uh, if you're paying attention to my championship song at the beginning, it's really a lot of backhanded compliments. <laughs> like you've won in spite of yourself. Congratulations. Yeah, I will say. We uh, haven't lost since May. <laughs> Nick. How's it yeah. feel to be 30 whatever? Oh boy. Um let's say um it's just phenomenal. Yeah. No. I, no. <laughs> Don't have a good answer for that. But well, I I was going to ask you um when are you going to release your pro Kavanaugh song? <laughs> wow. Uh that's on my private um Facebook group. It's just Jonah and Jimmy. <laughs> Our den of the alt right and Josu. God, stick to sports, Nick. Ronaldo. <laughs> yeah, Ronaldo's in there too. <laughs> it's like I don't know how you guys found, found me, but you know I'm down. <laughs> and while we're doing play-by-play, Bengals third and six, 26 seconds to go. Dalton look for the end zone. AJ Green overshoots him. Folks, this is fourth down. Last chance saloon for the Bengals. I'm just gonna mm. stick it out. 
<laughs> Nick, feel free to hang up if you need to. <laughs> no, I might as well just listen as long as you can like broadcast the game to me. 22 seconds left. Folks, this is it for the Bengals. Fourth and six on some kind of yard line. Dalton's in the huddle giving him the play. Hope this is a good one. Hikes it. Looking, looking, looking. Oh, he's got a man. First down. 17 seconds, though. He's got to hurry up. I'm going to spike that. Oh, last time out, Marvin calls it. What, uh, where are they at on the Like the 15? ish Bengals play by play by play i'm doing it exclusively for fcc discord you think this is a soft podcast we've got football <sighs> matt ryan looks nervous he knows they're about to lose 36 31 five point game guys whew, if you can't get up for this you're not an fcc fan <laughs> still in the huddle dalton's saying this is important don't blow it i'll go ahead and say i don't care Zach doesn't care. <laughs> this is the most Bengals I've watched. They're on the 13-yard line. Back in the shotgun. AJ Green up top. He's not looking. That. He's looking at the bottom. He's got a man. Oh, good defense by number 20. He shakes his finger. No, we got three more downs to do that again. Oliver. I think we're going to pull it off. You know, I said I hope Bill Lazor saved a special play. That looked like a routine one. Now, Bill, use the special play. Don't much time? Him. We've got 12 seconds, so we should be able to run all these plays. But looking for the end zone. Got a man! Touchdown! Nice. Horrible mic clipping. Sorry. AJ Green. Joe Mixon is apparently injured in street clothes. Jumps on top of AJ Green. That can't be smart. One second left on the clock. Folks, 37-36. So it doesn't even matter if we miss this stupid extra point. Guess what, folks? We can do it all on the same (laughs) podcast. We got SEC talk. We've got Bengals play-by-play. Oh, they put some time back on the clock. Six seconds. This one's not over. We're going to go for two, but I'm going to sign off. Nick, thanks for sticking with us. My final thoughts. uh, God, we can't stop winning. It's almost kind of sickening at this point. We should let somebody else win a game. What the Mm -hmm. fuck was that? Two-point conversion was not done properly. So it's a one-point game, which is kind of moot because they wouldn't really have time to kick a field goal anyways. They've got two timeouts, though. Rise together. Nice, nice line forever, hey, is that <laughs> 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 <laughs>
Uh, Come on, man. Uh, give, me, pre- give me some of that analysis. 